0: Hello, footy fans, and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penkless and I am thrilled back from his mid-season break in Bali, like Nathan Cleary. No, just kidding. Michael Corbin's back, everyone.
1: Oh, well, the greatest have to have a week off, Emmanuel. What do you expect? Uh, you know, yeah. recharge the batteries. Uh, but I'm back. No more Emmanuel hijacking the podcast, talking about Alex Johnson for 25 minutes straight. Uh, There will be some roosters talk, some pro roosters talk on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Less south talk and you get to hear me talk for 10 minutes and Emmanuel talk for one, as every other episode has been apparently for the last three years.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Let's get into it, Emmanuel. It's been a busy week of Rugby League. Uh, As always, not for good reasons. Uh, And Ricky Stewart uh, has had another exciting uh, press conference that has uh, led to headlines being uh, made. And do you want to run through it for us?
0: Uh, Yeah, so um, there was an incident in the game between the Panthers and the Raiders on Saturday. Uh, basically Jamin Salmon uh, had his leg in between a Canberra player who was tackling him, uh, appeared to have raised it um, and sort of, I guess, proceeded to kick the Raiders player in a painful area uh, and Ricky just sort of went off about it in the press conference. Everyone would have heard what he said. Uh, it doesn't need to be repeated uh, and then when given the opportunity to retract the comments, uh, Ricky doubled down. Then um, he apologised profusely the next day, particularly after the Jamin Salmon's family came out uh, and questioned and criticised Ricky for making those comments. Um, There's much speculation about the punishment. The game's gone pretty harsh on him. Uh, so Ricky's been fined, from memory, Mike, $20,000. Uh twenty five, um, I think. Yep, 25, and um, will be missing uh, and banned from coaching the Raiders for one week. Now, uh, that actually eats into next week, so obviously not going to be part of the game this weekend for Canberra, who take on St. George, um, but will also be unable to be involved in team selections for next week's game as well. The Raiders are a chance of making the eight, as we'll run through a bit later, on, and uh, this could end up costing them.
1: Big game, it's the Dragons as well, who are just behind them by two points on the ladder. Both teams, you'd think that the loser probably, it's tough because the Dragons have a poor for and against, but the loser might, you know, whoever loses this game is probably out of contention for the eight. Um, Yeah, look, the the comments, we've seen coaches be fined at press conferences before, and normally it has to do with uh, officiating, and criticising the officials of the game and some of the decisions made in the referee. And that's always going to happen in every sport, right? Sometimes a coach uh, has a, there's a couple of bad decisions and a coach will blow up at the officials. But I've never actually seen a coach question another uh, a, a player from the opposition team's character like Ricky did. And I just think this is a step too far and you said that the NRL has come down harshly on Ricky. I think it could have been worse, in my opinion. Uh, some people were calling for him to be banned for the rest of the season. That seems a bit harsh, but a one-game ban and a $25,000 fine, when we know that Ricky is the most fined coach in the NRL, in, in NRL history, I think, and the fines don't really seem to matter to him. Uh, yeah, I just think that he's gotten off a bit lightly here, and this is, it's... A, it's a difficult situation, uh, and I'm not sure. You know, will will this now mean that any criticism of players or officials comes with a one week ban? Does is that is that now the standard
0: that's been set? Well, Mike, it's funny you say that because you know <clears throat> last year Joey Manu Latrell, Trena Robinson didn't really hold back in his criticism of Latrell. No, uh, and you could argue that that was based on.
1: He didn't
0: question Latrell's character. Yeah. Uh, it's a tricky one, but it's one of those ones where the game had to show that it was doing something because what Ricky said is out of line. And I don't like this idea now that oh, whenever it happens now, there has to be some sort of precedent. Um, they have to follow what happened to Ricky. And I think everyone at Fox Sports will hold the NRL to that standard because there has been a, a protection racket around him there. Um, so look, we'll wait and see, but I, I do think that uh, in the scheme of things, if it wasn't Ricky Stewart and if it wasn't Canberra on the edge of the finals, and say it was uh, the Titans coach or the Tigers coach or the Warriors coach who were so far out of contention that it didn't matter, or if it was the Penrith coach whose team are certain to win the minor premiership, it might be a different story.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think given the circumstances, the time of the season and whatnot. Yeah, there may be some leniency towards Ricky. Look, let's just hope it doesn't happen again. We're going to see headlines come out of press conferences continually th- throughout rugby league. It's, it's going to happen as long as there are press conferences. There's going to be headlines. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Um, so that really dominated the week, really. Um, now, is that all we got there, Mike?
1: I think so. Yeah, look, you. Yeah. I haven't watched as much rugby league as you this week, as I was away. Um, but I think we need to talk about how the top eight shaping up. Uh, like something that we we will be looking at every week.
0: Yeah. So it it's getting it's getting spicy. Uh, now Penrith. So the NRL has produced their annual uh, how is Everyone expected to finish. Uh, best and worst finishes based on draw and current ladder positions. So Penrith, I'm the only team guaranteed of a top four spot um, and the lowest they can drop to is third in what is a really extraordinarily close top eight. Uh, the Cowboys can finish anywhere from first to eighth and so can Cronulla. Melbourne can finish anywhere from second to tenth and so can Para. Um, then Souths, Brisbane and the Roosters... Can all finish anywhere from second to eleventh, um, and then the uh, Raiders, the Sea Eagles, and St George are all mathematical chances of uh, making the top eight. Canberra can actually finish as high as fourth, uh, which is quite extraordinary. Um, but then after that, the the teams underneath that really have no chance of making the eight. Uh, I, I think. From memory, Mike, South and the Storm have the toughest draws. They only play teams in the top eight. Uh, and then after that, it's the Roosters who uh, only play the Tigers Is the only team they play outside the top eight. So yeah. um, Souths next four, uh, Parramatta, uh, Penrith, the Cowboys, and then the Cracker against the Roosters. Uh, and then I think the Roosters have the Cowboys, the Tigers, Melbourne in Melbourne, and they have Souths um, and Allianz. So, and Cronulla have the dream run from memory. They play Manly, um, the Bulldogs, and I think the other uh, a couple of other teams outside the um, top eight as well. So, I'd say Cronulla could finish top two.
1: I think Cronulla. Yeah, it looked looking like Cronulla will finish in that second spot. A couple teams to worry about just based on their form. Cowboys haven't been spectacular the last couple weeks. Uh, And a team that two weeks ago we both said were the second best team in the competition, the Brisbane Broncos, uh, have proceeded to lose two games to the Tigers, which is a very bad loss, and the uh, Roosters, which, you know, Roosters have been in some good form lately. But the Broncos are sliding a bit, and I don't think they have an easy one this week from memory, do they?
0: Well, Well, they play Newcastle. Oh, they play
1: So they do have an easy one this week, sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they had an easy one a couple of weeks ago, and they let that slip against the Tigers too. So they play Newcastle, Melbourne, Parra, all at Suncorp, and then they play St. George in Sydney uh, in the final round. I think that game against Parramatta is going to be a really good test for them. Mm-hmm. They
1: just beat them a couple of weeks,
0: um, three weeks ago as well. Exactly. And the game against Melbourne as well. So um, this one, they'll really be wanting to bank.
1: It's interesting as well because you mentioned, you know, the two top te- two of the top teams, Melbourne and, Pam, uh, and Penrith, both dealing with a bit of injuries at the moment. I don't think that, although Storm got the win on the weekend, um, given their injuries and, like, you know, that wasn't a convincing win against the Titans. It wasn't a spectacular performance. Panthers, obviously, without uh, Cleary and Luai, and now Taylor and May. So, you know, these teams aren't full strength, so teams like South might be able to get a win against them.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting. It should be very interesting. Um, now, Mike, the one thing that really suffered while you were away was my tipping. Uh, I had the curse of having to reveal my tips on the podcast. The pressure. Uh, and it was, it was an absolute train wreck, and I... Uh, lost my beautiful spot in outright third uh, and plunged to six. Uh, and it, it's a bloody disaster.
1: Yeah, I'm in seventh, uh, which isn't great. Uh, I fell as well. I think we both had the same tips where we tipped uh, – well, you tipped the Broncos. I tipped um, Manly to beat the Eels, and that didn't happen. I also tipped the Raiders to beat the Panthers, and that didn't happen. I think I got five – a lot of people got seven though, yeah. namely, namely, um, namely, namely, Nick Saturas, who I was on holiday with, and uh, rubbed it in a fair bit. <laughs> doesn't
0: sound like him. No, doesn't sound like him at all. Uh, so anyway, we we uh, we continue on uh, and hope that um, we can chase down Nick, Gab, and John, who are um, really just consolidating those spots at the top. PG and John O M. Jono M's really climbed up the ladder uh, and then um, yours truly and Michael and Clive is lurking in the eighth. Eleni with her uh, vacation has sort of uh, dropped back a bit, as have Joanna. And, um, but the biggest fall of the year really goes to Tony Corbin, uh, who was um, mighty impressive in the early rounds, but has dropped to 15th.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's told me that his strategy is to just pick the roughies at the moment and try climb back up. He's got no other no other choice. So,
0: yeah. fair enough. Yeah,
1: fair enough. All right, let's. Should we uh, should we get into what are we round twenty two? Yeah, twenty two. Re- Jesus, four rounds left.
0: I know, right? It mm-hmm. is a lot. It is a lot. So um, Friday night all kicks off at Bluebet Stadium. Penrith hosting Melbourne first against fourth. Uh, For Penrith, sorry, Thursday night. Uh, For Penrith, Matty Eisenhuth will start at prop in place of James Fisher-Harris while Kikau's been named on the extended bench as he looks to return from the hip injury which sidelined him last week. For the Storm, Cooper Johns looks set for an extended run in the halves with Jerome Hughes suffering a partial dislocation of his shoulder Munster moves back to 5'8", with Nick Meany returning from concussion. He suffered in round 19. Olam's back from COVID, so um, Tonemarpeya goes to the reserves. Tommy Eisenhoek will start in place of Felice Cafusi, who missed the game to be with family after the passing of his father earlier in the week. And Chris Lewis has been added to the bench. It's a, quite depleted for both sides.
1: Yeah, really tough one as well, game that everyone would have marked as a marquee game, uh, a clash that everyone wanted to see, but obviously no halves for the Panthers. Interesting to see if Munster does move back to fullback again. He was very good there last week, very, very good, and seems to thrive in that role every time. He seems to be pushed back there. Um, In Penrith, I'm going to go the Panthers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hard to tip against them. Mm. Uh, mm. Friday night, the early game, uh, 12th of August, big day. We'll come to that later. Uh, Friday, uh, the early game, the Warriors hosting the Bulldogs. Uh, The Warriors have made another change at 5-8 with um, Dejan Arce back in the halves and waiting and moving from number six back to his usual position of hooker. Freddie Walsic goes back to the bench and Ottocolo drops to the reserves. Valia is back in the senders for his first NRL game since he's broken during round 12. So Ewan Aitken goes back to the pack in place of Bailey Sirnan. Josh Curran is the new lock, replacing Penne, who is out with a leg injury. And for Canterbury, Davida Pengai Jr. Has, been, uh, has remained in Australia for family reasons and was unavailable for selection. So Raymond Fatala Mariner will start at lock as he did last week. Rookie Harrison Edwards joins the interchange after serving as the Bulldogs' replacement player in round 21. Josh Adokar
1: has been dethroned as the fastest man on the planet, apparently, Emmanuel. He has.
0: He has the in the place hammer.
1: of... The Hammer? The Hammer. Got him. Yep. Look, that connection yep. between Burton yep. and Adokar is awesome, though, and we're going to see more of those kicks coming. I think the dogs get this... Done pretty easily. Uh The Warriors were pretty bad against Souths last week and just bolstered Souths for and against, which I'm not too happy about.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. The Warriors were quite ordinary. Souths did just really carve them up the middle, um, which is not how Souths have been going um, over the course of the year. Yeah, only yeah. one try for um, was So going on, on front, I know. And with Michael's. We'd scored 30 points before Alex Johnson scored a try. That's a lot. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> um, and Alex Johnson now eight on the all-time try scoring record, by the way. Um, on Friday night, the Eels host South at Combank Stadium. Uh, of course, these teams played a couple of weeks ago. So the one change for Parramatta with Ogden set to play his first game of the year, joining the interchange at the expense of Makatoa. Bailey Simonson is, Simonson is among the reserves as he looks to return from a hamstring for Souths. Hane Selle returns from a hamstring injury in the front row, pushing Saluka forfeited to the reserves. Tom Burgess has served his one game suspension, but will miss the match with a groin injury. And center Campbell Graham is still sidelined by the cheekbone injury, which has kept him out since round 16. Uh, now, my male, Michael. hmm. Is that Lachlan Ilias may not play. Really, and that and that Dean Hawkins, uh, who has been named in number nineteen, may play this game.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Um, and that is just—it's it's nothing to do with form, and, it, yeah. and it's to do with a um a tight uh, strain in his calf. From okay. memory, earlier in um, at, at the end of last game, okay. Uh, so a really both... good story. Uh, sorry, a really good story on NRL.com about Lockmanilius's grandfather, um, who passed away a few weeks ago, and how Lockie is looking forward to wearing um, playing for Greece in the Rugby League World Cup at the end of the year in honour of his papu. So, if you get a chance, you should read that. Twenty-one yeah.
1: sixteen. Uh, so both starting halfbacks out. I thought Parramatta were awesome on the weekend in that second half against Manly. Uh, Jake Arthur, that ball to lob over the top of Jason Zab, who is a giant, was quite quite special. Um, and Dylan Brown, just he's he's in career best form at the moment. Um, really really tough one. Jeez, Parramatta have played really well the last couple of weeks. I think I'm going to lean Parramatta on this one. I did like Isaac Thompson on the winger. I think that's a a future future winger for South Sydney. Uh, it's been a bit of a problem spot for them this year. Uh, stubbing in Milne and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Parramatta. This yeah. is the time this is yeah. the time this is the time of the season where they normally step up.
0: Yeah, it's also the time. It is the weight of expectation though, Mike, and I'm relying on everyone to think Parramatta's going to win. It is. Um, oh, it's it's, it's a tough one. It, it
1: is a tough one. It is a tough pick. I'm just leaning Parramatta slightly, especially if Ilius is, yeah. Ilius is out.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree on Isaac Thompson though. I just really liked his attitude. It's also really good that Blake Tuff got a run uh, for 20 minutes and when Latrell came off, um, but I, I do think that Jackson Paulo is a bit of a weak link wherever he plays in the team. Uh, and I have a feeling that given he's playing number three, uh, he might take the hit when Campbell comes back next week or the week after.
1: I would expect that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So Saturday Some, afternoon this is going to be a cracking community, game.
1: Community, four, like three excellent games? So far. Yeah. Like the first, I haven't looked at the rest of the games, but three excellent games so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Warriors and Bulldogs will be a blockbuster. <laughs> uh, so Saturday afternoon, the Roosters host the Cowboys. This will be a great game. Eighth versus second. Uh, but the Roosters are raging hot favourites for this one. Uh, Sam Verrills has been named. And in signing news, Mike, he signed for the Gold Coast, as you yep. told me this morning. Um he will need to pass the NRS HIA protocol after his head knock last week. Egan Butcher returns after serving a one-game ban, replacing Ben Thomas on the bench. Lindsay Collins and Talke Aho remain sidelined. And for the Cowboys, after suffering a hamstring injury, which denied him a place in origin, Jordan McLean is back, but Kyle Felt remains sidelined with his own hamstring issue. Reuben Cotter comes into the starting side with Jermaine Tanua brown going to the bench.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna tip the Roosters. Uh, that that co- look the Roosters play that first twenty minutes against the Broncos, excellent. Exactly what you want to see out of the Roosters. Uh, and then our completion rate turned to rubbish, and I think we completed sixty six percent for the game. Still scored thirty four points, so that's a good sign. That shows you that the attack is back, and that middle corridor where you've got Verrills linking up with. Radley Tedesco Manu is and and Connor Watson is just it's gonna be dangerous and it just gives your wing and then you know you get your sets rolling like that move it out to the wings at the end of the sets and I just think that this Roosters team I said they weren't going to lose a game for the rest of the season heading into the finals and I, I, I'm going to stick with that I just think that this team is finding its straps and if we can get our completion rate up to Seventy-five percent. it's going to be pretty hard to stop.
0: Yeah, I think this one goes to Oldham Point, my big call. Wow. wow. Um, Tigers, Sharks on Saturday Arvo from Tamworth. So Kemba Marlow's been sidelined with a uh, suspected TCL. Uh, so Toa shifts to the wing and James Roberts comes in at centre for his sixth appearance of the year. Musgrove earns a start in the front row, so often Gowie shifts from prop to lock. An impressive rookie, Pole reverts to the interchange. Luke Garner has been named as 18th man as he continues to work his way back from a neck injury. For the Sharks, Lockie Miller uh, will play on the wing in the place of Connor Tracy, who will be rested after he was knocked out in the Tarek Sims high shot. Playmaker Matt Moyland is sidelined with a quad injury, so Braden Trindle again fills in at 5'8". Fanukin's back for suspension. So McInnes reverts to the bench and Royce Hunt is listed amongst the reserves as he nears a return from a shoulder injury. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, Broncos host the Knights. Um, Tamari Martin's back in the number one jersey for Brisbane. Brenko Lee's been recalled in the centres at the expense of Mariner. Billy Walters has been named to start at hooker with Turpin on the bench. For the Knights, Clune is back in the number seven jersey in place of Clifford, um, who played several minutes with a fractured arm in Sunday's victory over the Tigers. Uh, Clemmer returns to the side after missing round 21. Mitch Barnett is out with a thumb injury and replaced at lock by Matt Croper. Jacob Saifidi left the field in the closing minutes with a head knock, but has been named uh, in this one. And Edric Lee has been named among the reserves as he looks to return from a foot injury but there's no sign of Kurt Man.
1: Yeah, I am going to tip the Broncos. Interesting to see that Tessie knew wasn't given a shot at centre and just dropped completely, um, but had a bad couple of weeks at the back there. I think Tamari Martin's a better fit at this point. Um, obviously, he's going to New Zealand next year and Reese Walsh is coming to the Broncos. Um, I think Jake Turpin's also been told that he can find the new club. Um, so we'll yeah. see what goes on there. Uh, I'm going to tip the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. They, they really missed Kerrigan um, really last week.
0: Really missed Kerrigan yeah, in did. the middle. They did. He's sort of that, um, I guess, uh, Cam Murray, mm-hmm. Victor yeah. Radley kind player. Hey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay. Sunday afternoon, back to the scene of the crime Raiders and Dragons at GIO. Uh, Raiders without a coach. Um, Tarpanay is out with a rib injury. Gula takes his place in the starting front row, and Corey Horsburgh joins the interchange. After missing round 21, Xavier Savage is back at fullback, which means Albert Hopperwadi, who played there last week, shifts to the wing in place of the suspended Nick Kotrick. For the Dragons, Tarek Sims banned for a careless high tackle. sees Josh Maguire move into the starting side, and Tyrrell Famiono join the bench for his first game since round 12. Billy Burns also joins the bench. Michael Molo has been promoted to the starting side with brother Francis dropping out. Fullback Cody Ramsey is listed amongst the reserves as he looks to return from a knee injury.
1: Mm, geez, this is a tough one. Both teams love blowing leads and finding ways to lose. Um, if you remember a few weeks ago, this was the game where uh came down. He it was, it was pouring rain. It was 10-12. And uh, Raiders had the ball on Dragons line and Ben Hunt lay over the play of the ball and the ref called six again instead of a penalty. Um, so, tough one last time. I'm going to – I think I tipped the Raiders in that one. I'm going to tip the Raiders again in Canberra.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good call. Mm. Um mm. Okay, so then we go to the final game of the round. The Titans faced Manly. Manly was not great last week, just really not great. Um, the Titans, Aaron Clark returns to the hooker after the season-ending injury to Aaron Booth, and Isaac Liu moves into the starting side at lock. Tanner Boyd remains at halfback, Toby Sexton named in the reserves after being rested last week, and Patrick Herbert returns from injury on the wing. So Greg Mars, goes to the bench, For Manly, Sipley has been named to start a prop with Taniela Paseka sidelined by a knee injury. Josh Alloyer returns from a knee injury on the bench, but Kepi is still out. 5'8", Kieran Foran is set to play despite suffering a hamstring injury against the Eels.
1: Yeah, you're kind of wondering how much this divide between the playing group and Manly is impacting their on-field performances at the moment. I just can't tip the Titans, though. It's the Titans. I'm going to dip. I'm going to tip Manly.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, recapping Michael's tips Penrith over Melbourne, the dogs to win in New Zealand, Eels to beat Souths, the Roosters to beat the Cowboys, Sharks to beat the Tigers in Tamworth, uh, Broncos over the Knights, Raiders over the Dragons, and Manly to win on the Gold Coast. That's it. Now, Friday is Michael's birthday. He is going to be 30. Michael, happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, I'm wishing you all the best in your honor. I've prepared a quiz uh, because it's 30 years of uh, one big mistake, and that is being a Roosters fan. Well, I thought, uh, and so <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: speaking to my mum or something, have you?
0: Yeah, uh, so in your honor, and to show how much the roosters mean to you. I've prepared a little quiz, uh, which I think is going to end up being out of 30, but I'm not entirely sure. So um, I've got a few questions here. Let's see how we go, shall we? Yep. You ready?
1: Sure. Hit me. Okay.
0: Question number one. How do you spell your name? M-I-C. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was um, an easy one. Gimme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number one: How many grand finals have you seen the Roosters play in? Uh, eight. Correct. Ding. Yeah. Um, okay. How many wooden spoons have the Roosters won in your lifetime? Whoa, and what geez. year? What year or years? Did those grand? Uh, did those wooden spoons occur
1: in my lifetime? In uh, your yeah, lifetime? Geez, were there some in the nineties that I just can't remember? Uh, the roosters are bad in the in the early nineties. Um, there was one, That's I funny. believe, in two thousand. It was a two thousand seven. Was it two thousand eleven? Um, no, it wasn't two thousand eleven. Must have been two thousand. I'm going to say two, I'm going to say 90, 93 and 2000 and it wasn't six, or was it six? Let's get 93 and
0: 2006. How'd I go? Okay. Uh, you're wrong on both counts. Jeez. Uh, in your lifetime, the Roosters have only won one wooden spoon. Oh, that's nice. Um, and the year was 2009.
1: 2009? Huh. Yeah. You went from Freddie Wooden spoonists. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie was the coach. I think he took over at the back end of 2008 and then we did really bad the next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, what year was the first grand final you saw the Roosters in?
1: 2000. Correct.
0: Um Who did the Roosters play in the last grand final they were in? Canberra. What year was the first premiership you saw?
1: 2002.
0: What was the score? We
1: did 30
0: to eight. Yeah. Who was your opponent? Warriors. Who scored the tries for the Roosters that day?
1: Uh, also, there was three former South players because we've done this question before. Uh, Fletcher, Haggerty, and Craig Wing all scored, I believe. I think um, Luke Phillips scored as Luke Phillips. No, no, no. Jeez, who are the other try scores? Did Flannery score? Correct. And there was one more, and I'm not going to get it. I don't think. Fre- no, Freddie didn't score. Um, Mini on the wing. No, no, I don't know. Then Craig Fitzgibbon, Craig Fitzgibbon, there you go. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, uh, which leads well to my next question. Name the four players in that grand final who would go on to coach first grade, either as full time coach or. Uh, interim coach.
1: So Craig Fitzgibbon, Brad Fitler, um, David Kidwell. No, no, no. Sorry, that's not right. Jeez. In that grand final, or in that team. In the grand final. Oh, Ivan Cleary. Yep. And Stacey Jones.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, now as a roosters fan you don't like to remember losses as we just mm-hmm. saw with your uh, with your um wooden spoons yeah uh, what year was the biggest roosters loss you ever saw
1: in a grand final or just ever mm-hmm. ever uh it was that game against the dogs where martin kennedy uh, off the kick off the ball bounced off his head uh was that 2009 Two thousand whatever whatever it was, it was like sixty
0: six to nil. Let's just check the records here because that was not the game I was thinking of. Okay, <laughs> uh, but actually, um, the game against Martin Kennedy that you saw with yeah. Martin Kennedy that you saw was actually the third biggest Roosters loss in your oh, lifetime. Oh, geez, that's the one that yeah, sticks out the, the most. Yeah, the the biggest loss in your lifetime. Uh, was actually fifty six nil in two thousand and seven against manly uh, I and remember. i believe i think that might actually be the game that triggered Freddie coming to coming to the rescue year. that year
1: <laughs> maybe
0: yep. okay yep um yep okay uh we continue with our quiz okay twenty thirteen grand final i yep. think is one of the greatest Games of rugby league I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What was the score?
1: Uh, was it 24 to 16? Is that right?
0: Margin correct, score wrong. Uh, margin correct.
1: So it was eight points. Was it 22
0: 14? It was 26 18. 26 18. Yeah. Who yeah. won the Dalian?
1: Uh, don't remind me, it was Daily Cherry
0: Evans Correct yeah. uh, I had a lot of money and, on uh, Jake Friend Who should have won it And who scored the penalty try? Jeez James Maloney? No, wrong team oh, I can't remember then I don't remember who it scored for Manly it, it was Jamie Lyon Okay, Um, this weekend, James Tedesco is going to play his 200th NRL game. Yep. But he's only played about 110 for the Roosters Mm -hmm. uh, and won about 15 premierships in that time. Uh, Now, the most capped Rooster is Mitchell Orbison. Mm -hmm. Can you name the two current players that have played over 200 games for the Roosters?
1: Jared Royer, Hargraves, and Daniel Tooper.
0: Oh, Michael Corwin, that's 30 out of 30. Take a bow. Congratulations. You have Thank won you. the Best Supporter Prize. Uh, and for that, you get to host the podcast with the Souths fan every week for the rest of the season.
1: Can I, can I get the second prize? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back to Hawaii and let me host it for the rest of the season. <laughs> See you later. Bye. I'll book my flights now. <laughs> um. But seriously, happy birthday, and um, look forward to celebrating on the weekend. Sounds good.
1: Uh, I, is that it? We done? No more. We're no done. more. No more prizes. No more quizzes.
0: No more prizes. No more quizzes. No more surprises. Uh, and that's it.
1: Fantastic. Uh, we will leave it there then. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, thank you, Emmanuel, for taking over last week. Uh, in my absence and putting together this quiz. Uh, I clearly know all the Roosters triumphs and none of their demise it shows what a good fan I am. Um, <laughs> clearly
0: the criteria for becoming a supporter of the club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and how good is rugby league Emmanuel? How good is rugby league? Thanks
1: guys.